So at this time I'd like to give some uh, some instruction and also offer some reflections on the the practice that we're engaging in and uh, and invite your kind attention to these reflections and we'll begin some formal meditation um, after this time but initially the the practice we're engaging in insight meditation is something that's expressed in many different ways found in many different forms and at the heart of it is a is a recognition of our capacity to be connected to be present to be in touch with our immediate experience in a way that both supports our well-being directly and that equally invites the development and the discovery of our greater potential as human beings of what is possible for us to to discover and to develop within ourselves and so in this we some of us will have had exposure to different approaches and different techniques and um, we'll be offering a particular way to engage in the practice of meditation which our invitation is for you to to follow and to explore and and just to give yourself to this to see what might be possible and what you might discover in the journey it's not about somehow getting it right or doing it perfectly or becoming a an expert sort of meditator as such although of course there are skills and capacities we can develop that will be really helpful and useful so far as we can develop them but equally of value here is the the journey that we undertake the process that we go through and the learning that that offers us as we encounter something that may for some of us be new for others of us may different but may be different than what we've known before and that for some of us may be something which we are already in the process of developing and in this way we can we can honor where we are where we find ourselves as we come into the situation and at the same time have a sense of possibility of seeing what what may be revealed or discovered through the process that we enter into and what we notice and what we'll be perhaps familiar with is that much of our time we spend engaged with mental activity the enthusiasm we have for sort of devices is a in a way an extension of the way our mind tends to engage with with language and with images as its primary activity and we easily become somewhat lost in all of this out of touch with where we are and with what's actually happening in our immediate experience and so the practice of insight meditation is essentially about developing that capacity to be in touch to be intimately in contact with what's taking place right here and right now and to use that as a as a basis and a foundation for exploring and developing as human beings what is possible for us
And so we, we use different words to talk about what this might be, what this might look like. And uh, one of the, the commonly used words is, is mindfulness, which I think is really helpful. Many of you will be familiar with this term, to bring a, a non-judgmental attentiveness to our experience in the present moment. And at the same time, it can kind of suggest that it's about our mind, whereas in fact, what we're engaged in is equally about our hearts and our bodies. And uh, I, I find that the term heartfulness and bodyfulness equally of value here as expressing aspects of what we're being invited to engage with. And for myself, I, I like the language of wakefulness. Buddhism as a, as a term um, involves the joining of, a, of an ancient word from a, a, a sort of a language that originates in Asia um, to a English suffix, you know, ism, which comes out of a, a European language. And uh, I prefer to translate the whole word because bud or Buddha means awake or the awakened one in the case of the Buddha. So awakism could be a religion I could be interested in. I'm not suggesting it's something that we have to take religiously. But um, rather than thinking in terms of what we might associate with a, a concept of, of, of religion or spiritual practice called Buddhism, we could equally contemplate what it might mean to be awake, to be interested in being awake. And that's essentially the invitation of practice. To be interested in and to explore what does it mean to be awake. And to contemplate the ways in which, for many of us, much of our days, much of our lives, in a certain way, we're not fully awake. We're, in fact, at times quite asleep in the midst of our habits, our reactions, and the busyness of our lives. So in the practice, we, we use the body as a reference and a framework for wakefulness, for presence, for mindfulness, for attentiveness. Because the body is right here. And while our mind, it seems, can go anywhere, and with sometimes alarming enthusiasm, our mind can go into the past and into the future, into memories, into reminisces into fantasies, imaginations. The body's always right here. And by using our body as a reference, we give ourselves a foundation for being connected to what is immediate in our experience. And that this has immense benefits for us. And so... In the practice, we use the body in its different forms and shapes. And we'll do sitting meditations, walking meditations, standing meditations. In fact, everything that involves our body could be a form of meditation. And so, you know, it can be uh, opening the door meditations, as Julia was suggesting last night. We could do it gently as a, a caring for that particular process. And we can also do it attentively bringing our attention to that experience. I'm not saying that's our primary practice, but just as an example, the intention for what we're engaging in here is something that has a potential for universal application, but that we start by making a 
concerted focus in a very particular way. And so we use the body and we use the breath within the body as the primary thing that's going on when we're sitting. So in sitting meditation, we attend to the breathing as an experience that's taking place in our body. Because this is what can stand out to us and can provide us a place to, to connect our attention that is otherwise so easily and often quickly pulled away. And there's a certain training and development that takes place with regard to this, whereby we, we learn what it is for us and what it asks of us to be more connected, to be more present, to come back to again and again to the immediate experience of what's taking place right where we are. And to do so with a kindliness. We can sometimes be quite sort of coercive or harsh with regard to ourselves and trying to sort of get ourselves to perform at some kind of level or way that we imagine we should be able to do. The invitation is to see what's possible here. To give ourselves wholeheartedly to the process, but also to leave room for the way that it unfolds. And there may be challenges we encounter along the way. That's part of the nature of learning something new or developing something to a greater degree than we have so far developed. And so there's nothing wrong in that. And uh, one of the real foundations of meditation practice is a willingness to begin again and again and again. And this is something we will I imagine most of us have opportunity to do. So the other thing just to be aware of or to note is that we have this capacity and it's, it's something we take for granted perhaps, many of us. It's rather ordinary and yet remarkable, this capacity to be awake, to be conscious of our experience, to know what's happening as it's happening. And this this aspect of what's taking place that we can cultivate, that we can develop, is something, as I said, both ordinary and yet remarkable. We don't quite know how it comes to be that we're conscious until we begin to explore that very territory. And it's also rather remarkable how quickly and easily we become unconscious and lose touch with what's going on, become lost in streams of thinking. One much-loved and respected teacher in Thailand in the 20th century, Ajahn Buddhadasa, was, he was once asked, how would you describe the world? His response was, lost in thought. And we maybe can resonate, recognize what it's like to find this very intimate inner experience that we feel is very much ourselves, our thinking, the way it can sometimes dominate us in ways that don't always serve our well-being. And so we, we become interested to train this mind. And we also see that within that 
way in which our mind get lost, gets easily lost or caught up or entangled, there are many patterns of reactivity that are habitual, that are sometimes compelling. And that we don't necessarily wish to follow along with, but often feel we have little choice. Learning and developing the capacity to pay attention. Training this function and ability that we have to be something directed by our intentionality rather than something that is captured and driven by reactivity and by habit. This is a basis for a profound transformation in our experience and in our lives and really offers a possibility of freeing our heart and mind to respond to the world rather than simply react to it to abide within it rather than to be entangled by it. And so in the meditation practice, as I said, we use in the sitting the sense of our body sitting here and what that's like. And I invite you now to just settle your body into a posture where you feel reasonably comfortable. It's helpful to sit in a way where you feel a sense of clear contact with the ground beneath you. Just noticing what that's like, where your body, through the seat, the cushion, the bench, through your knees or your feet, where you actually feel the weight of your body touching the ground in contact with the firmness or the hardness or the solidity of whatever it is that's underneath you. And just sensing what that feels like, bringing your attention to that area of contact. And acknowledging, recognizing that as well as that sense of whatever we may feel that's firm, hard, solid, substantial beneath us, that there's also the support of the earth beneath. There's something here upon which we can rest that provides a ground for our body to rest upon. And then taking a few moments to bring your attention to the upright quality of your body, the way in which it extends up from that ground, from that contact with the earth quality of uprightness expressed in the posture. It has an element of alertness and intentionality in it. And that also we can just in sensing that upright quality just also recognize the, the space that's here for us, around us and above us, that allows us to be here, that allows us to be upright. And this we could, we could understand and relate to as the sky, that sense of possibility in which there is room for us to be here. And something we could say perhaps of an invitation 
to extend ourselves or to allow ourselves to expand into what is possible for us. Simple bodily expression of uprightness. A certain dignity and self-respect expressed and being upright. And with that, also just relaxing. So far as you're able, where there may be contraction, tightness, holding, just allowing that to release, to soften, to let go, just so far as it can without forcing or requiring it to do so. Or just letting your body know it's all right to be at ease here. And within the sense of your body sitting here in this way, just connecting with the movement of breathing, sensing and feeling whatever takes place in your body right now, that lets you know your body is breathing in as you breathe in. Noticing what takes place and that you sense directly in your body that lets you know you're breathing out as you breathe out. So you're not thinking about or imagining the process, but actually feeling in your body. If you don't sense anything particularly that you can recognize or discern as connected with the breathing in your body, you might find it helpful, you don't have to, but you might find it useful to place the soft open palm of your hand gently in contact with your upper abdomen or lower chest region. And just notice if you do that, that it probably makes it much clearer to you what's happening. And again, if you find it useful, this is something you can employ, but it's not required. And noticing what takes place as your body breathes in, as the air is drawn in to your body and moves down through the throat, as your chest expands and your belly rises. And noticing what takes place as you breathe out, as the chest drops, the belly softens and the air moves up and out through throat and nostrils. And you may sense how this movement of breathing is something your whole body participates in. The whole body is engaged and enlivened by the in-breath nourished by the oxygen that is drawn in. And your whole body softens and relaxes with the rhythm of out-breath, a sense of releasing and letting go. To bring your attention to this experience in a conscious and focused way 
without trying to take hold of the experience or tightening as if you were to grip the experience of breathing, but more giving your attention to it as an offering, as a way of giving yourself to being right here, just for now, not needing to be concerned with what is other or elsewhere than just what's here, than just what's happening now. And sensing what's most useful and available for you to connect with. That more interior flow of experience with each in-breath and out-breath. Focusing on the particulars as the breath moves in your body or more the sense of your whole body, sitting here breathing. And for some it can be helpful to include the sense of the space around your body, from which the in-breath is drawn and into which the out-breath is released. So we may have a sense of the immediate space around our body. If that helps, bring some sense of balance to the way we're attending. But again, it's not required. The invitation and the practice is to to notice and to connect with what you experience as your body breathes in, as your body breathes out. And to keep returning your attention to this experience as a practice and a training, a steadying of our attentiveness. And of course there will be other experiences that arise, sounds, sensations, images, thoughts, feelings. Not treating them as obstacles or problems, simply noticing if they come to your attention, not needing to push them away, but equally not needing to pick them up. Just bringing your attention again into your body and to the movement of breathing in and breathing out. If you notice you've become lost, disconnected, gone to somewhere far afield or not so far, no need to judge or criticize. Just begin again, just where you are, coming back to your body, sitting right here on the earth and beneath the sky, just as it is. Breathing in, and breathing out, just as it does. Being 
awake, attentive and present with this experience. Just as you are.
reconnecting and beginning again just right where you are. Coming back to your body, sitting, breathing, just as it is. Being right here, right now, just as you are.
for the remaining one or two minutes of the meditation. Just continuing to connect with your body, sitting, breathing, being here. So please take a moment if you need to adjust your bodies to be at ease or bring some relief to any pressure that may have built up. It's natural that it takes a little while for our body, our heart and our mind to adjust to the particularities of engaging in meditation practice. So it's always good to Remember to be kindly and gentle with yourselves in relationship to any challenges that might arise. And while at the same time inviting yourself to see what's possible in a, in a courageous but also kindly way. And uh, at the end of a meditation, again this is what I do, but just I'm always just touched because I know how hard it is to do what we're doing here. That, that you come and you do this. And so I, I take a moment just to express my appreciation for the practice that's being offered. And uh, it's not something anyone else is required to do, but just to see of that sense of that that's, that's, that's what I'm doing in that moment. And uh, just as I like to express my appreciation to the Buddha when I arrive in the hall after practicing together, it's my natural response to, to wish to do that here. Um, so thank you for your practice this morning. So we're transitioning into our next period of our schedule, which you may have seen has got the title Walking Period. And yeah, I'm aware that some of you have done a, a lot of walking practice and some of you may have not um, practiced walking at Guy House or in the way that we sort of teach. So. And even if you have done it before, I think it can be really nice to kind of have a reminder and um, 
yeah, really appreciate actually the value of this kind of practice. So I'd ask you to stand, um, anticipating that everybody is okay to stand. I don't think anybody has physical needs, but with all practices, and maybe particularly movement practice, um, we really want to ask you to take your own responsibility and care of your own body. Only you know how your body is and what it needs. So that's the primary um, intention from me is to ask you to check out this practice for yourself and in your own body. And if you need to make any adjustments for your own physical needs, then please do. So as you may know, um, the Buddha taught four postures for meditation practice, sitting, standing, walking and lying. And all the practices really can be done in all these postures. And so standing and walking practice are of equal value um, to sitting. And um, for me, actually, a lot of the insights I've gained on retreat have been during walking practice. So I really want to sort of value how uh, helpful this practice can be. So I'm going to offer a little bit of kind of guidance in standing and in a little bit of walking um, before we um, go off into our own walking practice period in the house and gardens. So to do that, I think it'd be helpful to um, just check your cushion and your mats and just clear your mats a little bit so that you can take a few steps safely. So um, I suggest um, standing at one end of your mat, um, facing the other, so there is space to take a few steps when we come to that part of this practice. And it may be easier to keep your eyes open, that helps balance while standing. If you really would like to close your eyes, then please do. But if you feel a little wobbly, then um, it's helpful to open the eyes. So taking a moment to experience the body standing. Choosing a way to stand that's comfortable it may be helpful to let the knees soften a little, noticing if that affects the experience of the weight passing down through your feet. I love this beautiful phrasing that Yanai was using a 
but coming into conscious relationship with our connection with earth and sky. Through the experience of having a body, what is that like in this moment to feel your connection with earth as we give our weight back to the earth and the earth in turn supports us to rise up into the sky. And then, when you're ready, inviting you to just gently shift the weight between one foot and the other. And notice what it feels like as you do that. You might notice different sensations in your feet as the weight of your body moves. Maybe noticing the parts of your feet that become in deeper connection with the floor, with the carpet. And which parts of your feet actually are not in such deeper contact because they're little arches, little hollows, little spaces under the toes. You might get a bit of a sense of your own unique footprint as it gently moves down into the ground as the weight shifts. And pausing for a moment and then preparing to take a step so when you're ready, letting the weight shift into one foot, drain out of your other, and then in your own time, taking a small step forwards, feeling how the body moves automatically towards the front foot. Perhaps when you're ready, then taking another step until you reach the end of your mat. And when that comes, pausing. Taking a moment to experience standing. And when you're ready, then letting your body, encouraging it to turn around, to face the other direction. Noticing how your body really has the intelligence to know how to do that, make those movements, readjust balance. And then when you're ready, informing the intention and carrying out another step and walking towards the other side of your mat.
And when you come to that end of your mat, pausing again in standing, and when you're ready, turning to face the front of the hall. Great. So I'm wondering if you might get a bit of a sense of the flavor of this practice. It's really the same practice as sitting, but in a different posture with the intention of encouraging awareness of the body and helping the body be really a powerful anchor to help settle our minds as we are still arriving, perhaps really, into this retreat. Arriving is often takes a while, I find. And rather than the breath being maybe the most clear source of connection with the body and movement in the body as it is with sitting, with walking it may be more the feeling of the feet in touch with the ground as we were practicing on the cushion. And you may, you know, explore different aspects of those sensations. It might be quite a narrow um, exploration of the feeling of the soles in contact with the ground and that feeling of connection with the ground through your body. And it may be as the mind settles a bit more, that widens a little bit more to more of the body sensations as you're moving. Perhaps noticing how your arms are moving or your hips are moving, how the body as a whole feels. So the invitation and the encouragement is to find a place at Gaia House to practice walking. And the suggestion is to keep it really simple to help with this settling and arriving process and connection with the body. And the traditional way to do this in our tradition is to make a walking path as we did with our mats. So you find a place outside or inside and I'll explain where you can do it inside if you prefer to be inside. And you start at one end of your walking path in standing and then you walk along to the other end of your walking path, you decide where it ends, stand, pause, turn around and go back the other way, back and forth. And this is really helpful because you we're taking the decision-making about where to go out from the practice. So you can really concentrate on the experience of walking itself. So this is a real opportunity to be outside. It's, it's dry, it's sunny, it's frosty. So uh, hoping that you have warm clothes um, and do keep warm um, with practicing outside. There are options for inside. There is a room dedicated for walking practice, which I hope you have been shown. It's just um, to one side of the hall um, uh, on the front lawn side. Um, we ask you not to practice in the corridors, particularly between the kitchen and dining room, because all the corridors are narrow and are needed for access but other communal indoor spaces are possible if needed. But the 
main areas are outside or in the walking room. And we're coming back at 11 o'clock for another practice in here. Is there anything else, Yanai, to add? Yes, so enjoy your practice and we'll see you back at 11. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.